listening to the Hope Community Church Podcast. This is Drew, one of the pastors here at Hope. And uh, today I am joined by John Neal. And uh, John is our executive pastor, uh, and which means he oversees missions. <laughs> right? Hey, John. In this circumstance, that 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 is accurate. That I is like accurate. when someone asks me, like, "Oh, what is an executive pastor?" And he, like the guy who deals with money and stuff. And I say, "Yeah, and ours, you know, does like a lot of other stuff." <laughs> um, I, but I think the your mix, though, like your personality and experience, is is uh, unique in this because you. I mean, you do have experience and a, a love for some of this too, and so mm-hmm. it's fun to see. Even that, and just the years knowing you, your passion for church planting and and missions and all these things have really kind of it's it's unique, and I think really cool how it all connects. So that's this this time around. I'd love to hear a little bit about what that looks like because at Hope, um, I hear the word missions, but I also hear the word like global church planting, mm-hmm. and I don't know if those are the same thing or what that means. So do you want to give us a little like, uh, if I walked up to you on a Sunday morning and said like. Hey, I want to do mission stuff. And then you said, Oh, you, you'd like to get involved in our global church planting. And then I would probably say, What are you talking what about? What is that? Yeah. yeah. So give me a it's little like, like, No, no, I wanted to be in missions. I want to be a missionary. Listen, listen, And pastor. then you keep telling me to be a church planter. Yep. And I say, I don't understand what. <laughs> you're not helpful. Yeah. So explain to me a little bit of that. Like, what, totally. what is our view on that? Yeah, no, that's great. I, I, uh, Usually, if yeah, if someone were to come up and say that, usually I would ask more questions, basically to deflect, deflect, and because it's always like, "What are you really asking?" or "What are you really wanting yeah. to know?" But yeah, I um, usually my joke is that if you were to poll ten people on what is missions, you'd get eleven different responses. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a it is a interesting uh, term and phrase that really gets thrown out. And you, man, you talk about the prevalence of the the term when it comes down to it. Like no one really agrees or knows usually at sometimes what that even means or yeah. what what that's about. And so, you know, I think um, when I came into this role, it was something that I was just really processing a lot about, too. But if anything, I was like, oh, man, I just really want to bring clarity. Not saying that our definition is the right definition, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to say that. But at the end of the day, just for clarity of communication, if anything, I saw a lot of conversation about missions. People would miss each other. Uh, just because they're not using the same, the term in the same way or shape. And so, yeah, so really at our, um, when we talk about missions at Hope, uh, uh, really when you, when you think about the word missions, um, it's kind of funny. And I, I say it's kind of in a, um, again, somewhat joking manner, but missions isn't in the Bible anywhere. Like the, the term or the actual word missions (laughs) is not like a biblically derived term. It's, it's a term that historically the church has sort of created that is basically, that is composed of a bunch of biblical principles, um, but it's not actually found in the Bible in and of itself. And so even just a little history of it, 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 it's basically derived from the term missio Dei, which is just a fancy word that means mission of God. So basically just asking, and what is God ultimately up to? What is God's ultimate plan um what is he doing in um in the world and so and then missions is sort of the response of us to be involved in what he's what he's doing in the world and so um obviously there's a lot of different uh a lot of uh uh elements to that could be 
you could dive into on that. But really what we mean by missions that we, we kind of almost use two separate phrases, I guess you would call it, where even right now there's really popular to use the phrase missional or being yeah. on mission. Yeah. And what we would say is that, yeah, no, that all, all followers of Jesus are meant to be on mission with him wherever they are. And so whether you're an accountant, whether you're a student, whether you're um, a police officer, whether you're a lawyer, you know, wherever God was, would have you, you're called to be on mission mm -hmm. uh, in, in your context. But then we do kind of create a bit of a line and say, well, missions. So we define missions as basically those people who are looking to live on mission in just some sort of cross-cultural context. Okay. Um, and obviously then, as you kind of mentioned, church planting, what we kind of mean by what does it mean to be on mission? Church planting is really the um, sort of the methodology that we talk about, which is funny in the same way now that missions has been so ill-defined. Sometimes church planting yeah. is really ill-defined yeah. too. So it's like, oh man, there's just so much defining that needs to happen in this. Um, and really, I mean, to be very, uh, I guess, long story short, I think what we mean by church planting is uh, sort of the biblical call to, you know, identify areas where the gospel is not taken root to enter into those areas, become servants of those cultures in many ways, get to know get to know them, get to know the area. Yeah. Some that means actually learning a different language. Um, and then by faith, taking steps uh, in boldness by the power of the Holy Spirit to share the gospel with people, trusting that God's going to do his work while we do our yeah. call to be witnesses, that he'll actually um, uh, open people's eyes so that to where the point where they will accept him. And then you have this um, group of people who are now followers of Jesus, who you gather together for discipleship and kind of all the one anothering passages um, in scripture where now they start to care about their city for people around them and, you know, loving God, loving, loving others. And in that group, you start to raise up leaders, um, some of which will actually desire to be sort of under shepherds, you know, Christ is chief, chief shepherd, but under shepherds saying, yeah, I really want to care for and help the overall discipleship of this group. Uh, but then you have all the other leaders who raise up and say, hey, look over there. There's another place where the gospel hasn't kind of taken root. I want to go do that. I want to be involved in what God's doing over there. And so being sent out to go and basically start the process all over again. And so, yeah, kind of in a, I guess, maybe a longer way when we talk about church planting, it's basically that it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of what we see, um, uh, God sort of commission us in the new Testament, um, to be about and to be doing. And so, um, not only do we, and obviously what we feel like would do on a local side, there's, you know, scripture doesn't give like a completely different mandate for things on globally. So <laughs> that's when we, um, you know, we use the term global church planting. We do use that very synonymous with missions because we say, yeah, that's what we want to, we want to be about. Yeah. 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 How, um, um, how does that work? I think one of the things that comes to mind is um, I hear about missionaries that we know and they're like in places and they're not like meeting on Sunday mornings in a building, but we still refer to them as like church planters or, uh, or, or whatever. But um, can you explain a little bit of that? Like how have you seen that play out differently maybe yeah. around the world? Like how do we, cause I think sometimes we think I, at least for, I think church planting and I think like, oh, they're going to go somewhere and like build a building and then people will come there on Sunday morning and they'll have small groups, 
you know, in yeah. their in their new home, wherever that is in the world. But we see it play out a lot of different ways. So what are some of the ways we've seen yeah. emotions play out, I guess? Yeah, no, it's that's great. Yeah, no, I think the um, sort of build it and they will come <laughs> mentality, I think we're, especially in the church planting realm, becomes very prevalent. I think, yeah, a lot of what we, uh, we want to push against that. And so, um, because I don't, you know, a lot of those specifics are just sort of a Western mindset of how mm-hmm. church is done. And so, you know, I think really at the end of the day, um, what we want to push people to consider is how do you really get to think, how do you really think deeply about culture and the culture that you're in? And then now take these biblical principles um, and think about how that can actually work within this cultural context. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, what's sad is, yeah, you'd probably see a lot and there are many, many stories of missionaries who've gone yes. overseas and have basically done Western Americanized church yeah. planting methods and yeah. it just bombs <laughs> and there's and just the amount of resources that were poured into making it work is just like, what, yeah. are, what are we doing here? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, man, it's so diverse in regards to how, what it looks like and how you see it. I mean, it, and that's really dependent on culture and location where, you know, obviously there are some who, um, you know, gathering, it's, it's, you know, gathering as a body is far more house church like and mm-hmm. a lot more like in homes because there aren't, it's just not a cultural thing to like gather in one big mm-hmm. space. There aren't any big spaces. Yeah. Or it's dangerous or to it's, gather. Yeah, totally dangerous. Um, yeah, or there's just not yeah. people to do that. Totally. And then you have other areas where people are, you know, even just thinking stage wise, it's like, no, they, there's zero gospel presence here. So really, my job right now is, just to basically become acclimated into the culture, become a person who is, um, has developed trust and is seen in this certain light. And then it's a lot of sharing your faith, looking for ways to communicate the gospel message in a way that makes cultural sense, um, to the hearers again, not watering it down, but making, you know, again, some of that means literally learning a different language, but even just thinking Mm -hmm. what are cultural rhythms and, um, things that I can identify yeah to help kind of bridge that gap see it's like it's stuff that um um uh uh that we would encourage people at hope to do all people regardless to do, right? like you said like we're all on mission i'd say the same i would hope that i would evaluate mine not evaluate but i would get to know neighbors and figure out how do i care and love for these people well yeah and be hospitable to them and understand their view on the world and have opportunities to share with them the hope that is in Christ. And uh, yeah, in the same way that uh, you could do another culture. In our culture, there's lots of other barriers and lots of other suffering and struggles and obstacles that are different. But I think same, you know, you'd hope. But as you're saying that, I'm like, this is what I'd encourage my friend with to do as he has to work each day. Think, okay, how can I think about the culture and the people? And some of these people are never going to walk in the doors of our church. And so how do you? Yeah still get that opportunity i think that all that gets real messy and fuzzy and like all right i guess we are all kind of called to this Mm -hmm. but then some are called to more specific to a to a real different culture yeah and just the amount of time from the people i know that have spent years just getting used to like what does it look like to live here and how do people work here and think before you even know how to 
best share the gospel. Um, two things I want to make sure we get to. Uh, I'd love to hear you just even um, how can people at Hope get connected to this? I, let's not actually, let's say, I'm not going to like sell my house and move uh, to a, to another culture. I don't mm-hmm. feel called to that, but I feel if I'm the person who just says, Hi, I'm excited about this. I want to I want to help support these people who are in other places. Um, how is there a ways to do that at Hope? And then we'll get to the maybe the second question is what happens? What are some first steps if I am interested in actually becoming a missionary, planting churches somewhere else? Yeah. But first, what do we do? What do you do if you're just I, I'm I'm a part of Hope, but I want to I'm excited to support this. Totally. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. The um, you know the missions realm is a as I mentioned with it even being really ill defined and. Uh, difficult to like have uniformity in its definition one piece that's playing into it uh is just the world is different now than it was 20 years ago i mean historically (laughs) missions was fairly easy to define in the sense that people just said oh well you cross an ocean and that's it (laughs) yeah and so it's like oh wow with globalization things are really just different now so when you Mm -hmm. talk about the the intent and desire we have for man all tribes tongues languages um cultural pockets you in many ways uh twin cities is kind of a amazing place where you can actually be involved in different people groups and not have to go through the mm-hmm. extremes of selling your house and being involved you know yeah. doing um and, and going in this capacity though at the same time obviously we're always going to still encourage and say um, yeah, we want to have an eye toward the unreached areas of the world where there is zero gospel presence. So we yep. still want to highlight that. But at the same time, if you feel like God has led you to be in the Twin Cities, it's like, man, there are really cool opportunities to be involved here. And some of that, I'm, I'm not trying to um, be overly simplistic, but it's maybe look around your workplace and is there a few people who just, socially people don't really interact with a whole lot because mm-hmm. of maybe the differences in ethnicity or just people just don't aren't taking the time to get to know and so yep. a small step could just literally be maybe you be the person to get to know them and mm-hmm. to be intentional and just be, be caring just just being a loving human to someone else of a different <laughs> a different culture is a yeah. huge piece uh, but i think very specifically very practically um uh, again, one of the big things we do uh, currently is we we work a lot with um, hosting opportunities for international students. It's just a great oh. way to show hospitality. Um, so we do kind of a Thanksgiving. Um, if you have an extra seat at Thanksgiving, would you be able yeah. just to host an international student as well as um, actually opening up a room in your home for a year? What a great way to get to know people, uh, get yeah. to know international students that way. Um, so that's a big thing um, in regards to actually maybe being uh connected with some of our specific missionaries or partners globally. Um, there's always, you know, if you think about it, it's hot. It, um, it does take a lot to sort of, uh, yeah. sell your house and move and get away from friends yeah. and family into an area where you do not know. I mean, yeah. Wow. I mean, a lot of these, um, yeah, it's just a hard thing. And so just the simple, um, uh, I know for a lot of our missionaries, they we have sort of care teams that are set up to just be yeah. an encouragement to them. And I think that's just an easy way of, uh, you don't even really, uh, for some, it's amazing how when they send out 
you know, being our missionaries would send out like updates or prayer emails. It, it, you'd be astonished how many times those are sent and no one responds. And wow. so yeah. when you think about the degree of which, uh, oh. um, how isolating it would be over there, yeah. think about like, oh, I gave this update and then Nobody. no one actually applies. Like how much I, I am just, alone. Oh man, man, it's so hard. So, oh, that'd be tough. It's so funny to me because people are like, yeah, what can I do? And when my response is, you could just hit reply and say, so great praying for you, pray for a few of their prayer updates, yeah. and maybe write a little encouraging note. Like people be, you know, it doesn't seem yeah. grandiose, but I'm like, that could literally give encouragement for a month for yeah. some of these situations. So, so yeah. So yeah, I think of just simple things like joining a prayer team and, um, and they can do that through, there's connection through the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Through the website. Uh, usually I always just say, you know, contacting me is always an easy way yeah. that I can, can help drive people depending on if we change website stuff and things are yeah. always ever changing, but you can always reach out to me or someone else yeah. on the missions team. Yeah. That's when we have, uh, my family has been on a list for a few missionaries and it's actually been a really cool way as a family with our kids to, um, look, we're learning about another culture through friends who actually live there. And we have friends who live, who are doing work there and friends who have, you know, a house in this other place. And this like, having these uh, other gospel friends there has uh, caused our kids to just grow up thinking, they just feel like, oh, this is sort of normal. Mm. Well, of course, some people just go their places and tell people about Jesus and they, you know, are hanging out at basketball and they're telling their friends, oh, I have, I have friends there in this other place. And they're like, you have friends there? They're like, yeah, yeah, we have friends who live there. They, every month we hear about how they're doing and we tell them how we're doing and we think, oh, I like that that's, that's a thing, you know, that we get the opportunity to do that yeah. and not only support and encourage them, but they've really encouraged us, I think, in our our own hmm. lives. I, I, I also just add to that even um, for us, again, as a family, the one of our favorite things about playing youth basketball and uh, getting connected to things at our school is that we have had this opportunity to meet, you know, people from around the world really I mean, yeah. we, have, we have the benefit at our school of having people from kind of literally around the world like just moving here but even you know other places just people from different worldviews, and you're kind of like you're always in it so mm -hmm. just take that once a day step to investigate that a little bit and yeah and think i i love the the drive home when you're thinking okay how do i explain the gospel to that guy when he's had these things happen to him. Mm -hmm. um, it's exciting that we got this great mission and this strategy. And yeah. yeah. So what about if someone is interested actually in saying, Hey, I'd like to take the step or maybe, maybe just a week long step, but what are some of the opportunities yeah. and things we have at hope? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You know, I, I'd say, you know, um, I'd always encourage people just to uh, to do that and just investigate. And so talk to a lot of people. I mean, I think a lot of people want to, you know, I think that's the most effective and um, helpful way in, in regards to, um, I mean, I talk to people is, you know, reaching out to me, expressing interest because uh, reaching out to someone else on the missions team, um, talking to sort of maybe your gospel friends around you and saying like, hey, I'm kind of thinking about this. What do you think? Mm -hmm. um, you know, just getting... Um, 
because everyone's situation is different how people have been uni- uniquely gifted is different. But so usually I would say the first step, I, I, maybe it's just personally, but I always just love to meet people who are thinking yeah. about that. And so yeah. maybe it's somewhat selfish, but I just say, Hey, yeah, contact me. I'd love to talk. Yeah. Um, but in regards to a lot of the opportunities we have, you know, um, a big, uh, um, there's a class called perspectives, which is a, a big thing that, uh, we, yeah. um, we offer every spring. And so that's really designed for people who are just sort of investigating mm-hmm. sort of a semester long class that will just give you the whole gambit of, you know, why do we even do this? You know, what does this even mean? Um, so there's that in regards to even shorter opportunities, um, you know, even just thinking, uh, this, this summer and usually every summer we've, we've done this deal to Nepal where we, Uh, work with this organization called ES4M and uh, send people to help train um, local church leaders in Nepal, Mm -hmm. which, and you think if you're like, oh, to teach people, that's got to be like, like you have to be like a PhD in order to do that. Like, no, 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 no. You'd be shocked at the degree that, you know, these people are just yearning and hungry to learn the word and if you've been probably at hope for longer than 10 minutes you actually probably have more theological training than a vast majority of the world and so who's shepherding churches oh man yeah so nepal yeah totally so you uh you know that's a big one that we would we'd highlight as well um but again like i said i mean there's other opportunities as well but the, the i'd say the biggest one is even just just reach out to me reach out to others and that way we can kind of hear what you're thinking why that's yeah. something that's burning in here. And then we can hopefully give you some tangible next steps versus, well, here's the seven steps to become a missionary. It's like, yeah. no, it kind of depends on how. And I think just to be. know uh, that uh, as a lot of things are just to ask the questions and to talk through it, there's no like commitment. So, oh, totally. so if you email John, Oh, that thing in Nepal sound interesting or this thing over here sounds interesting. He's not like, all right, well, we got your plane ticket booked and yep. you'll be heading out <laughs> next week and say goodbye to all your friends. Um, sometimes I know that's a, that's like the, the, the threshold that's hard to go through is just the like, can I investigate this without committing and letting down? And, and then it's okay. I think that it's okay to, to do that and not feel guilty. Like, man, I, I kind of have a heart for these people. And now is it bad that I'm not going to go there or, because yeah. we definitely, you know, um, this would be like a whole other discussion, but just the celebrating of people doing you know, like real ministry. And so there's a sense of like, yeah. oh, I'm not, there's totally. a letdown and a disappointment and like, oh, I didn't go there. So I'm not really doing ministry or, yeah, or, uh, you know, the same with kind of celebrity Christians. But yeah, I think I just want to, I'd want to encourage people to just start thinking about it. And who knows your love for a people group could turn out to be you didn't realize that they mm-hmm. you know were down the road and you can hang out with them or yeah um yeah we're we we are in that's yeah oh man yeah that could be a whole nother discussion guilt is a terrible motivator and the sad part is i think certain organizations could be criticized that they use it because it's effective for the short term mm-hmm. <laughs> um but long term it's not effective and i feel like we are we are a bit of an odd duck in many realms because um in missions world we you know we simultaneously are going to hold up and say yeah no god could lead you to be an accountant in the twin cities for the rest of your days mm-hmm. and that's a that's a awesome on mission life that's that we're highlight yeah. that's a calling um or god could call you to nepal or god could call you to small town minnesota and 
gosh, man, the amount of pastors that I know who've just been slugging it in these areas for years and being super faithful um, and even maybe don't even have these like grandiose results to show for it. It's like, no, that was a life well invested, man. Like that Mm -hmm. was great. And so we kind of want to encourage. So in some ways when we don't fit the missions mold of saying everyone should be, everyone should be doing missions. It's like, well, what do you mean by that? You know, Mm -hmm. because at the same time we'd always, yeah, highlight like, yeah, no, I think everyone should be thinking through how does my life play in the grand story? And yeah, are those, are those people in my neighborhood or, mm-hmm. you know, how, how can I cross cultural barriers for the sake of the gospel? Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for it's going to look so different for everyone. And culturally even sounds strong. I was, you know, even just uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not even like, totally. I mean, for me, a, a lot of days it's not even like, how can I cross culture? Like to people, I don't know their language or how life works. But just like, can I step through this, like, to be uncomfortable a little bit, yeah. to care for someone and learn a little bit about them? Oh, man, that's a just that is a great first step. Yeah. Well, John, thanks for talking to us about missions, church planning, whatever this all these big words were. <laughs> all that came up. Uh, <laughs> and I guess in the end, a big takeaway for me is just uh, encouragement to, yeah, to take the opportunity to to look at the people around you and think how we can. Love Jesus and love these people well. Really, um, thanks a lot, John. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Um, uh, hopefully, you learned a little something. We're equipped and encouraged. We uh, have other stuff to listen to. More uh, podcasts on the Hope Community Church podcast. Also, we have sermon podcasts from our different locations and um, lots of stuff on the website. If you want to check out um, other stuff, about hope. Um, thanks again, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again.